Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. This is season five, and there will be a new episode every Tuesday until the end of 2020. Be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And if you love these stories, also be sure to join my private Facebook group. Just search Believers in Signs. And if you like to read and you like stories like Bridget Jones, but with signs and meetings with Spirit Incorporated, Check out my novels, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, you can find me on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y, and on my website, fernrone.com. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. Sylvie Martin is the author of three novels in the contemporary sweet romance genre, and she is working on book four of her Coronado Island series. A master's in English, fluent in French, Sylvie spent part of her childhood in Africa where her father was teaching Spanish. She has lived in London, Texas, and now sunny California. Sylvie has seen the world, but it's the people she loves to write about most. There is a story behind every person I meet, she says on her website, and those stories have inspired me fueling my imagination and shaping me as a writer. Hi, Sylvie. Did I get it right? Hello, you got it right. Absolutely. Oh, oh good. <laughs> so we know each other or we've, we're connected because of your husband. And I've seen his name a thousand times, but in my head, I pronounce it Rich Amui. Is that correct? It's correct. Rich okay. <laughs> and he writes romantic comedies, which is just the greatest. He's one of the the few males in one of our groups on Facebook. It's mostly, I think, I think he might be the only male. It's like 99% women. And I mentioned in this Facebook group that we're in that I have this podcast, Signs from the Other Side. And he said, you have to interview my beautiful wife, which is the cutest thing ever. And I just love that you and your oh. husband are both writers in similar genres, but you weren't both writers when you met, right? No, I was uh, taking a Stanford creating writing classes and I met him. He said he liked to write and he was working on a project like a, a script for a movie. And I said, script, why don't you write a novel and let them make the script for the movie? If you write a novel and the, the novel is successful, they will make a movie out of it. Uh -huh. and he said, oh, I never thought about that. So he, <laughs> he took classes also. He took a few quarters at Stanford. And then he started writing short stories and novels. And now he's working on his 17th novel. 17. Wow, Rich. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that you're both writers. It's the cutest thing. He And he speaks so sweetly of you and so kindly. How did you guys meet? Well, we met in a Starbucks because he was learning Spanish out of the blue. Nobody in his family spoke Spanish. He decided to learn Spanish for no reason. And like a year or two later, he met me. And because of that, I was helping his group. They met in a Starbucks to chat and they wanted a volunteer, an 80 Spanish speaker, and I'm a teacher. So I volunteered and because of that, we met because he decided to study Spanish one day. It's so interesting that he all of a sudden one day decided to take Spanish. It's like those little things that we think of just going about our day to day that like kind of just are like, you know, at, seem out of the blue that lead us to things. I always like to trace like where things begin. Like if I hadn't gone to my friend from law school's 
coworker's birthday party. I wouldn't have met my husband, but like something told me to like, go, go have fun. I always think about that. Do you guys ever wonder like if he decided not to take Spanish? Yeah, well, we, we went to that same Starbucks many times. We were there at the same time, but we didn't know each other. I went with my colleagues and he went by himself. Uh, but we didn't meet that way. We met because of the Spanish. So it, it was like meant to be one way or another. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. My husband and I, because we lived in New York, we're always like, I wonder if we were on the same subway together because we kind of worked in the same neighborhood. And it's so funny. Like you guys were in that Starbucks probably long before you ever did meet. And it's like, these two are going to oh, get yeah. married. And they don't know it. <laughs> that Starbucks was next to my school. And he lived like a couple of blocks from my school. So... Yeah, it was destiny. Yeah. It was definitely destiny. Well, it always is. They're guiding us for sure. I I am so touched by the story of your grandmother literally touching you. So can you tell that story? I think it's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. That story, it was one of the first few things because my grandma, I was very, very, I'm still well, close mm-hmm. to her since I was mm-hmm. little. So when I was uh, a little older, pre-teenager, teenager, she started telling me some personal stories. She had been, she had this sixth sense and she could communicate with people who had passed from Mm -hmm. her family and dear friends. But not only she had, she saw them, she could see them. We were in a room and she could see some spirits and she told me, okay, this is this person, it's telling me that, and, and I couldn't see anything. And I said, oh, I want to have that ability. She said, you may develop it later. Never know. Sometimes people pass it to others. <laughs> and that stayed there. But she told me a story that I never forgot. When mm. she was young, she was dating my grandfather. They were teenagers, and he had to go to fight in the civil war. So he, she was worried, of course. And one day, one of these spirits, told her that she shouldn't worry, he will be back the next day. And she said, that's impossible. That's impossible Mm -hmm. unless he's badly hurt or or he's about to die or something. So she she got really anxious. And the next day, he was back. He was back because he was shot on his back. (laughs) He was hurt, but it was mildly hurt, but enough not to go back. So it was true. (laughs) And he had a wound. Yeah, he had to be laying on his stomach for a few days. <laughs> oh, so wait, he was shot in like in the hiney? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. B-U-T-T. <laughs> Did she recognize that the spirit that told her that? Was it like someone she knew? Yeah, it was her uh, father-in-law. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, she loved that man. That man was a good soul. Oh. And she has... She saw him so many times in her life he was giving her advice he was taking care of her and and they had met for like a couple of years but that man was so good oh sweet so she was married when your when your grandfather had to go to war no they were dating but they were neighbors so they had known each other for a long time oh so she knew his dad before he yeah since she was like probably 10 or 12 years old oh wow and so yeah, that's a sweet story. That's such a great story. I was in Texas teaching. I moved from Spain and it was my third year in this country. And one night at 4 a.m. I woke up, you know, like when you wake up and you are like in the middle of a dream that feels so real that you wake up and you realize you are dreaming. 
Mm. So it was kind of like that. It's like somebody touched me. I was living by myself in a house on the beach, and but I wasn't scared because somebody yeah. touched me in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would freak out, but I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was a dream. <laughs> so I felt it. I said I was dreaming, but it felt kind of real. I mm. went. I tried to go back to sleep. I went back to sleep, and it happened again, like shaking me from my shoulder, and that. The second time I woke up and I was like, that wasn't a dream. And I thought about my grandma for some reason. Just, mm. she came to my mind and I couldn't sleep well after that. I tried, but I was like restless. Mm-hmm. And at 6 a.m. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. And I called my mom. In Spain, it's seven hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So I called my mom and when she picked up, she was crying. Oh. That was the moment. Yeah, that was the moment I knew that yeah. something happened. And she was crying, and, and, and I said, what happened? She said, well, Grandma, I call her Maina, Grandma died, died this morning. And I told her, I know, I know. She said, how do you know? And I said, she came to say goodbye. She came, she touched me, she woke me up. And, yeah. and, and at the beginning, I didn't know it was her, but then I felt her. For some reason, I knew it was her. And then we were crying together, and yeah. it was horrible because I couldn't go to Spain. And mm-hmm. in Spain, I don't know if you're aware of it, but when somebody dies for natural causes, and she, she had a stroke, a bad stroke, the next day is the funeral. The next day, they are either cremated or buried. It's oh, that wow. fast. Wow. I had no time to go. Yeah. It takes a whole day to go there because of the time difference. So. Yeah. That day I had a, a field trip with my students to a chocolate uh, factory and I took them because I promised and I just went ahead with my school day. I didn't cancel. Oh. I didn't take the day off. I didn't want my students to, to feel bad. And they, they knew eventually because they noticed. And the moment somebody asked you what happened, are you okay? Then I started crying. They, they, I ended up telling them, and they were so sweet to me. They were hugging me. They were, they were so. Oh my god! Oh, what age are they? Oh, high school. High school. Oh, oh. wow! How strong yeah. of you to like get that, get that news, and then like still go to a chocolate factory? Like, wow! And it's so amazing that you felt someone touch you, and like if I felt someone touch me in the night, I would be, I would be terrified. But that you didn't. That you knew not to be scared you you knew and then you immediately yeah. her i would have been terrified in normal condition but i think i felt her i think something in me knew i didn't have to be scared yes and that had never happened before it's not that i was used to it well a month late after she passed it's a common thing also in spain to have like a memorial mass mm-hmm. and during that mass I don't remember exactly what time of the day, but she visited me again. She visited me again. I think it was closer to getting up, but she she came again and she touched me again. And mm-hmm. that time, the second time, I could smell her. She had a very a very peculiar perfume that she always used. Uh-huh. It's a perfume I will never, I will have never used myself. It was more uh-huh. like for older people, <laughs> um, but it was her perfume. It was her, so I smell it. When she touched me that time, I smell it. I knew I was sure it was her because yes. I smell her perfume. Yes. And are, the, are those two times the only two times that you actually felt her touch you? 
because I think it's perfect. It was those two days. Like, it's like extra confirmation. Like, yes, this is me. Like I'm coming on the day I left and I'm coming on the day of my memorial. Yeah. Then there was one more time, but Mm. that was a different thing. Many years later, Mm. it was four years ago. Four years ago, I lost my first dog. I know. Tiki Martin, he Mm -hmm. had a lymphoma after we took him to the bed to find out what happened. And they did all the testing and all this, the ultrasound. And we saw the seven centimeter uh, tumor. Uh It it was his last days. Five days uh, after we took him to the doctor and they did all the testing, um, I was sitting in a clinic, the pet clinic, with one of the best vets in the world. He is compassionate. Mm -hmm. He cares about the dogs Mm -hmm. and the owners. So while my husband was outside talking to the vet and the other people dealing with the urn and all that, I was inside a little room with Chiki, heartbroken, with anxiety, suffering because I would lose my baby 10 minutes after that. I knew it was the last few minutes with him and I was really desperate. I was desperate. I was crying. I was like helpless. And suddenly something happened. Something went through me. It's like a, it's like something invisible was wrapping me. I was feeling coming from my head to toes. It's like a a feeling mm. that was going through me, and as it was going down, I I got I got goosebumps, and I was feeling peace. Mm. It's like somebody put me anesthesia or 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 hook me to an IV and put a tranquilizer or something like that. Yeah. It, it's the closest. So I felt peace, peace, peace. I was in peace. I knew he would be okay. I knew somebody was taking him. And that was, again, when I felt her. I felt my grandmother. My grandmother talked to me. I could hear her only in my head. uh, And and she said, don't worry. He will be with me. I'm taking him. He will be with me forever. And we are both with you. You are not going to have him, but I have him. It's my yeah. turn now. Yeah. So she told me that. I'm getting goosebumps now, and yeah. I want to cry because <laughs> she told me that, and then I felt peace. I stopped crying. I felt happy. I felt happy that my baby, not only he wouldn't suffer anymore, yeah. he would be with her. And then my husband came in. The vet came in. The vet, he put some uh, anesthesia on my dog. And he let us be with him for a while. So the dog was like feeling like numb. He couldn't, his tongue came out a little bit. He couldn't move at some point, but mm-hmm. he, he moved his eyes. So I had my hands next to his head. He was laying down, head down on a towel. Mm-hmm. And then my dog moved the head. He couldn't even move, but he moved the head and put it on top of my hand. And he looked at me, and when I looked at him, I felt like he was happy. He was mm-hmm. looking at me. He was, like, telling me, don't be sad. I'm okay. And you have a guardian angel story. That was in Malaga, in Spain. You know, Malaga, mm-hmm. in Europe, there are a lot of buildings that are hundreds of years old, made of stone and concrete. Mm-hmm. So I was walking in downtown. There were people on the street, and... And suddenly somebody says, Sylvie, and when they call your name and you're walking in a street with people, you don't keep walking and looking back. You stop and look back, right? Right. So 
I, it, it happened really, really fast. So I stopped, looked back, didn't see anybody waving at me or, or, or just the person who, who called my name. Uh, I didn't identify the voice. But at that moment that I stopped to look back, uh, like a block of stone or concrete fell from the roof uh, about six floors or seven floors high and in front of me. <gasps> that would have killed me. That would have killed me instantly. Yeah, it broke into pieces. Some pieces jumped into my legs and I got a little bit of like, I was hurt a little bit on my legs from the pieces that jumped from the floor. But that yeah. would have killed me. I would have been dead. So when that happened, I was in shock. And if somebody had been calling me, a person, real person, a few feet behind me, and they see that, that person would have approached me because obviously they called my name, but nobody that I knew was around me. Nobody had called me. It was just the voice I heard very clearly, Sylvie, that made me stop and save my life. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah what well, a guardian angel. Was that after your grandmother passed? No, no, that was before. Actually, my grandma was visiting. And when I went home, I told them and she said, oh, that's your guardian angel. She, she didn't even doubt it. <laughs> that's your guardian angel. <laughs> yes, she knew instantly it was your guardian oh, angel. Yeah. Our other house in San Jose, we had a ghost in that house. Yeah, <laughs> it was the, the, the original owner. The original owner of the house, Joe, uh, they built the house. And he died when he was in his, I don't know, 80s. He was the only person living there with his wife. And we felt him many times. A lot of things happened. We had plantation shutters mm. that to close them, when we opened to have extra light, to close them, we had to, they had to snap into place. Mm. And to open them, I had to pull hard. It was really hard. So sometimes we... We left the house and the plantation um, shutters were closed. And when we came, they were all open. And it happened many times. It's very funny because my parents were visiting us and that was in the guest bedroom. They, they left the room. We were all together. And when they came back, my father was saying to my mom, why did you open the, the, <laughs> the, the shutter? Well, they, they said in Espanol, no? Yeah. And then... My mom said, no, I didn't. I, why would I do that? And then I told them, oh, don't worry, that happens often. And my, and my mom was laughing because she, she believes in things, but my father said, come on, come on, that's ridiculous, because my father doesn't believe in, in the afterlife. Same with my family. <laughs> my mom used to, she wasn't a seamstress, but she used to do a lot of, like, dresses for, for the family, for us. She, she was very good at uh, as sewing. Mm. So one day, a few years ago, she had the, the sewing machine uh, unplugged. She was going to fix uh, my, my father's pant and they were in another room and suddenly they hear the sewing machine going. And they were both like, what? <laughs> and they went there and the machine was going faster and faster, faster and faster. No thread, nothing, just work. And then my father said, I'm going to unplug it. And when he went to unplug it, it was unplugged. <gasps> it was never plugged. My mom was saying, I didn't yeah. plug it. I, yeah. Yeah, I just took it out. Did so my father kind of find an explanation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mom immediately thought it was 
some signals from the other side, but my father couldn't find an explanation. He <laughs> up to now, he he said, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're so stubborn. <laughs> my father's the same way. I just want to make sure we cover what you're working on next. What I'm working on next uh, is my fourth book of the series. So the name of the book is The Ghost Girl. There is a story, is a two, I believe. Some people might not, but uh, a woman died, supposedly suicide, in 1902, four years after they opened the big majestic Hotel del Coronado. Mm. And there are different theories. It's an unsolved case. Some people believe it, she was murdered and her spirit is there. Some people believe she suicide, committed suicide and her spirit is there. Some people believe that there is no spirit and this is something the hotel is doing to, to attract uh, attention. Mm. But this book is about a woman trying to find the truth. And she's an author who wants to find the truth and goes to the hotel to work there for the summer while she writes the novel. Oh, and of course, she will meet... Uh, somebody is a Hollywood star and I'm working on that I, I don't want to reveal more because this is yeah. the book that is going to be published but it's about a ghost <laughs> so I'm and enjoying a lot <laughs> where can everyone find you on social media well I'm on Facebook and also my website uh, oh. sylviemartin.com look for Sylvie Martin in Amazon and they can see all my books and my bio Oh and I like to interact with my readers. Oh, okay, perfect. So I'll put all of that in the show notes, the Facebook page, website page, and the links to the Amazon pages for your books and for your profile. I'll definitely put those in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. Please also don't forget to join my Facebook group, Believers in Signs. And if you're ever looking for something to read, check out Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. Thank you so much again for listening and sweet dreams.